Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Procurement Games Podcast and Open Conversations, where we pose the question, is the field ever leveled in our favor? Of course, we are talking about procurement and contracting of minority women and veteran-owned small businesses deemed the, quote, underutilized firms in government and private corporation contracting. Today, we introduce who we are and our why. We're also going to talk about the games being played and goals. There's many more topics we're going to talk about, folks, but we're just going to kick it off right there. So my name is Arlen Pingel, and I am a proud Filipina immigrant classified as an Asian American. I lead Mackey Company, a strategic consulting organization focused on the procurement supply chain management. We basically help government agencies and private companies design race, ethnic, and gender-conscious contract policies and procedures. More importantly, we help folks like you to build capacity, capability, and sustainability. So what does that mean? Aren't there organizations out there already doing this? Well, yeah, of course. Mm, But no. As a minority and women-owned firm, we understand barriers and access because we've experienced it. We went through the system and we figured out why it didn't work. Do these organizations actually help businesses through the process of contracting and project completion? Were they merely resource providers who referred us to someone else? Did they simply instruct workshops about procurement, access to opportunities, and business development? Where are their industry experts who actually know the ins and outs to help you win? Was there anyone who walked you through the project, understand your expertise, let alone match the scope of work of the project to your experiences? Yeah, so we did more than refer folks and teach workshops at Mackey Company. We actually rolled up our sleeves and dug into each of the businesses we helped. We moved in with our businesses and lived with them. In a professional sense, of course. We were that phone a friend. Our core audience is 74% Black, Indigenous, Latinx, and Asian entrepreneurs. And we are proud to share in their successes. We don't take credit for the work that they've done. We like to say... We sprinkled a little magic dust on their processes and procedures, then put a bright yellow bow on their marketing strategies and dug deep with technical assistance for the industries in which they serve. Over the last three years, Mackey Company has assisted over 200 historically marginalized businesses in the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota area. 127 got contracts valued at $42 million combined, and that's on the low end. While the majority of the contracts were in construction, commercial and highway heavy, that is, there were also goods, services, professional, technological, and technical firms. Let me break that down. We are talking about firms who owned manufacturing, had personal products, foods, sauces, boutique restaurants, food trucks, architectural firms, surveyors, engineers, tech services, organ transplant distributors, medical gadgets, logistics, trucking, home health care, and more. 
Now, these are just some of the firms we attract. Others are slowly finding their way to the various services that we offer. How did we do it, you ask? Well, we really understand procurement at the city, county, state, and federal level. We know the color of money, the source of it, and how they push it through the system. We know the language that tap dances around inclusion and have fought agencies about it. See, we have debundled projects and broken down scopes of work. We've performed job costing and have proven that the pricing of these million-dollar projects are certainly not in our favor. Despite their claims of reducing barriers of entry, that's a hard thing. We have seen all sides and know how to challenge the system. So why have a podcast about procurement? Well, the simple answer is because as minority women and veteran-owned small businesses, we lose in the games they play because they move the goalpost and change the rules as the game is played. How can they do this? That's the million-dollar question. So today... We change the game, and we invite them into our field. There is more of us. Today, we lay the framework of what open, fair, and transparent procurement is about from our perspectives and our lenses. Now, this is not just a platform to gossip and gripe. Actually, it's really not about that. We want to hear your stories, give you a platform to talk about your company, your successes, and your failures. We want to share solutions that give you an edge, even the win. We want to show you how to navigate this ever-shifting field. See, this platform can unite our voices together, and if there is enough of us talking about the issues, trust me, I know they will listen. I've seen it happen. So on the other side of the fence, we're also inviting trailblazers who are paving the way to change and be more intentionally inclusive. We want you to know that they're doing a lot of things to influence change. Folks, our trailblazers need to hear from you and know that you exist. They need to know that our needs goes beyond working capital and business development. Learn about them and take advantage of this platform to hear how they are creating a path of success for us. Finally, we'll talk every other week on Tuesdays and engage with you on our YouTube channel. So make sure you tune into that too. This is our why, folks, and we hope you check with us every week to share, listen, and learn. Okay, enough about us. Let's dive into procurement. What is procurement? Simply put, It's the acquisition of purchase of goods, services, professional, technical, construction, and technology. Sure, there are various stages in procurement that I can dive into, but I think you'll get the gist as we continue this podcast week by week. Now let's talk about the players in the field. By the way, I'm a huge football fan. And a Kansas City Chiefs fan at that. I could already see some of your reactions. (laughs) Back to the players on the field. I'm only going to talk about three. The government, the private corporations, and us. 
Yes, there are others. And we'll learn more about them as we go on. The government agencies. That's your city, county, state, and federal authorities, right? Who are looking for people like us to contract or purchase goods that they need to provide to the community, the public, the people. The private companies. Basically, everyone but the government with a certain qualification and revenue. These can be any company in any industry considered as primes. I'm not a fan of that word. I prefer to call them the big guys. Every city has one. Well, multiple actually. Then there's us. The minority. The women. The veteran-owned small businesses. We actually have programs that certify us accordingly. I'm sure you've heard of them. There's the DBE, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, the MBE, Minority Business Enterprise, the WBE, the Women Business Enterprise, the VOSB, the Veteran-Owned Small Business, all of which are nationwide certifications a small business can obtain. There are so many more, and that might just be another podcast to discuss. There are also the state, county, and city certifications that have their own programs and acronyms. We reference all these certifications as the alphabet soup. Or the medallions you could use and post when you acquire the certification. Now, I provide this high-level generalization of the players because they exist in the procurement ecosystem across these great United States. There are many characteristics of each player that I won't dive into in this podcast. There are tiers that exist in procurement, and as we move forward, you'll learn more about them. Let me warn you now. Procurement is a matrix. With that said, let's dive into the dark side of procurement. The games. Where do I begin to tell the story of the games they play with us. <laughs> Y'all, I love musicals and movies, and I'm liable to break out in song during our podcast. <laughs> that one is a theme from Love Story back in the day. And you are so right. I won't give up my day job. <laughs> Guys and gals, there are so many layers of procurement. It is difficult to know which one we've peeled. So I'm just going to say we're going to start where it makes sense. I think we know that contracting makes millions of dollars for minorities, women, veteran owned small businesses. The challenge is how to navigate through the complicated system that is not exactly favorable to us, let alone quote removes barriers for equity and inclusion. See government agencies works in silos. They want their own programs instead of working together. They, quote, encourage us to sign up in their databases, and we are hopeful that we could get contracts. Hope. Yeah. Are they helping us? Or are they dividing us to conform to the systems? When in the back channels, they meet monthly to discuss who is in the market doing what here's another thing many in the system 
the agents, the representatives of the government and private corporations. Many don't truly understand our capacity, let alone where to find us. Oh, wait. They actually use generic databases and directories to find us by procurement or commodity codes like the NICS. N-A-I-C-S. Did you know that it is a self-assigned code? See, most of us who want to go into contracting assign ourselves more than one code because the codes that des- that describe our core competencies, our specialty, sometimes don't exist. I'll go one level higher. The category doesn't even exist. The system is so generalized, it makes it difficult to match ourselves to their categories or their item code description. So inevitably, what do we do? We select other. And we know what happens when we choose other, don't we? It's a cluster. I wish you luck. And if there's no one to assist us in identifying the right code, let alone learning what it is that we do, then how will they know we exist? By the way, has anyone ever explained how they use these procurement or commodity codes? It is really more against us than for us, if you really think about it. You ever wonder why you didn't get notice of an upcoming contract that you know you have the capability, the capacity, that it's your line of work, that it's your expertise? You didn't have the right code. Sorry. Listen. We entered their code system, and the interpretation of that description is what we're stuck with. No wonder we can't win. Yikes. Because there is a lack of understanding as to what these codes really mean, Government and private corporation representatives are unable to provide specific line items for us to bid when their bid packages go out. I'll go one further. What about the lack of understanding of the scope of work and what goes into that scope and who in the market can do the work? That's another podcast, folks. Think about that for a second. How can they say they'll debundle a project if they don't really know what it is that we do? Government agencies and private corporations have got to do more to contract us. It is exhausting to hear that we don't have capacity or capability when they themselves aren't looking to understand what we do. I am tired of hearing there isn't enough of us in the market when there are plenty of us who can perform the work and do it well. We've got capacity. We've got capability. Give us the contracts. If they did take a deep dive in their market research, which, by the way, is required in procurement of government contracts, especially federal ones. Quick side note. Market research only works if these agencies and private corporations are truly committed to being inclusive of minorities, women, veteran-owned small businesses who are claiming to help. I'm going to leave this right here for you to think about. I know this is going to come up in our future podcast. 
Now, on to the topic of goals. Goals. Actually, I meant to clarify. Aspirational goals. Government agencies set goals for minority and women participation in their projects. We all know this. But I am going to encourage you to look at each state's goals, your state's goals, and see if they have been met. Disparity studies galore are being conducted, have been conducted for years. Companies are profiting to conduct these studies that have constantly proven that these agencies have discriminated on minority and women-owned businesses. They propose solutions and then leave it to the agencies to come up with a plan to fix it. But how can they fix it when the same people in the system are causing the problem, do not understand what is going on in the entrepreneur ecosystem? They don't know what they don't know, folks, so how can they fix it? Look at the studies. You will see what I mean. Now, there are states out there that are doing better than others, so I'm not going to take that away from them. We have trailblazers coming onto our show that are going to share the innovative ways they are changing the system for us to win. I cannot wait to get them on the show to share their knowledge and what they're doing in the upcoming weeks. Now, let me talk a bit about the private companies. They are also starting to recognize that they need to set goals and participation now more than ever. A lot are unpacking their diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, DEI. I'm sure you've seen the acronym. To determine how they can intentionally contract minorities, women, and veteran-owned small businesses. We are also going to hear from trailblazers in this category who are paving the way to match their spend dollars to the available firms in the market. Folks, we want to be able to influence this process. So I'm looking to you to share your thoughts so we can win in the private sector. Aspirational goals. You know what I liken this to? Weight loss. I strive to lose weight, so I'm going to look for the best diet plan, the best workout, the best trainer, and fall short because of the million reasons. We got to do something about these goals, and I want to hear what you think. So listen, I have to say that we are just now at the end of the first quarter. Well, what I'm really saying is that these are just some of the games being played before a project is even awarded. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. I also know that, like me, you learned the hard way about procurement games being played. I get that some of you have succeeded and are doing well in getting contracts, and I love that you are making that money. But there is so much more to be made. Sure. Go after the low-hanging fruit because they love to dangle that in front of us. But we have got to look up and see the rest of that tree, which is filled with fruit getting ready to ripen. I encourage you to strive for that and strategize for the win. 
We'll talk more about the games being played in the upcoming weeks. You'll hear real-life stories and experiences from other minorities, women, and veterans. And we're going to have discussions about how we can help you strategize and optimize for the win. I want to thank you for joining me in our inaugural podcast. I hope you learned a thing or two or that something resonated in this podcast that's going to make you want to learn more. I look forward to seeing you next week. And I thank you for joining me.